1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, the Mad Hatter, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up, we'll talk about the rivalry that should be, but... Kind of isn't, and two fan bases that probably ought to be rooting for each other, and that would be the Oklahoma City and the Utah Jazz, the Thunder and Jazz getting their first look at each other this season since the Jazz eliminated the Thunder from the in. I was about to say NCAA. How about NBA playoffs last year? Sorry, I just finished up an episode of Locked On Sooners where I talked about the NCAA tournament. Um, But, yes, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about where Oklahoma City is versus the Jazz at home and what what this game ultimately comes down to. Because, to me, tonight, we get to find out just how much Steven Adams has really improved this year. Like, we're feeling really good about Steven Adams now. Is he about to meet his match in Rudy Gobert? So, we'll talk about that coming up in segment number one. In segment number two... Spider Mitchell and Russell Westbrook on the court at the same time, which alone is worth price of admission. Heck, every Thunder game is worth price of admission just to see Russell Westbrook and Paul George. But if you want to spend a little extra money tonight, get your tickets at uh, vividseats.com. This would be a good one to go to. Let the kids stay up late to watch these two guys play. And we'll talk a little bit about career trajectory and where these guys are going in segment number two. And then finally, in segment number one, we'll take a look around the NBA. There's news about Trevor Ariza being targeted by the Lakers. A big win for the Bucks last night. And the Thunder just half a game back of the Golden State Warriors. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I, am, or I have been covering the Thunder now for five years. I'm into my sixth season of doing that. I have hosted this podcast for almost a year now. And prior to that, uh, yeah, I did radio like I'm doing now for for Oklahoma City. And um, I've loved every minute of covering the Oklahoma City Thunder and getting a chance to know you through this podcast. It, it, it's been a lot of fun. So let's talk some Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. Tonight, we get to find out just how far Stephen Adams has come in his career. That is, that's a big thing for me. Um, Stephen Adams, who has played... Ex- extremely well this season I I don't think that there's any question at all that this has been Steven Adams best best season since he's been in the association well tonight he gets to go up against Rudy Gobert and the thought is conventional wisdom will tell you that Gobert being the defensive player of the year is going to be able to limit what Adams could do in the paint I'm not ready to buy that I'm not ready to buy tonight that Stephen Adams is going to be completely shut down by Rudy Gobert. Saw some of the moves that he made in the Brooklyn game. Saw some of the moves that he is making that he made in the Bulls game. And his game this year. The thing about Stephen Adams' game, you got to remember one. I, I always stress this. Stephen Adams is still 25 years old, and in about another three years, Stephen Adams is going to be into his prime, and it and his repertoire keeps getting extended on a game-by-game basis. The Thunder keep allowing him to do more. He keeps showing that he can do more. And no, he's not a threat to go out beyond the arc, so it should keep Gobert in the paint. That being said, we have seen Adams put some good centers to shame this year. And defensively, he did a great job on Anthony Davis. Now, he'll tell you that you know Anthony Davis missed a lot of shots. True, that is, but... Adams always had ha, has a tendency to make that guy work. Tonight, you're going to see Adams make Gobert work in the paint. And, and if that doesn't happen, then um, I'll eat my hat. I'll eat one of my hats. Actually, I won't, unless I've got a lot of ketchup or barbecue sauce on it, because it would just taste gross. But it's the best thing I could think of saying right now. Adams is... I, I think Adams, uh, overall, as a, as a player, has become more crafty now. Is he more crafty than Gobert? I'm going to say no, but my opinion could change by the by the end of this game and all he's got to do is make Gobert work. All he's got to do is keep that paint occupied. Keep Gobert just just show that you can you can th- show the threat of being able to score down low. Not only is he big tonight, but Nerlens Noel becomes big tonight as well. And so does Jeremy Grant if the Thunder can just continue to score in the paint keep Gobert occupied, then you can start working outside and let Paul George take advantage of what's going, of what's going on outside and, and you can drain some threes. That's, that's huge tonight. The other thing that you got to watch out for tonight is what Utah's going to do from beyond the arc because the last couple of games, defending the three, has been a major issue for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I don't know what to contribute this defensive lapse to but it's extremely disappointing to think that in leading up to the leading up to this three game road series that you just got done with, to play such good defense against the Detroit Pistons, who was the best team on that three game road trip. And then to just have the lacks that you did against the Bulls and the Nets makes me kind of wonder where this team's head was in those two games. And the only thing I can chalk it up to is is that they didn't take either one of those teams all that serious. Which, okay, the Nets, that's fine. You don't want to take the Nets seriously. I totally get it. And you came back and you beat the Nets really on the back of Paul George and and an excellent performance by him. But that should have woken you up for the Bulls game. And despite the fact that they had lost seven in a row, you had an opportunity to finish that, that road trip undefeated and you didn't do it. And now you've got to come back and regroup. And hopefully tonight, what we've seen, what what we saw with the Thunder, at least with Detroit, and in the last 12 minutes, well, it's really weird. It was the last 12 minutes against, against Brooklyn, and then it was the third quarter against the Chicago Bulls. But hopefully tonight there's enough of a chip on your shoulder. One, because you're playing the team that eliminated you in the playoffs. And even though Utah right now currently isn't in the playoffs, you want to send a message to them at just how good you are and the, and the West of the Western Conference. You're only a half game behind GSW right now, so you are fighting for first place. That ought to be a huge motivator. And um, as I'm sure has been stressed to you by Billy Donovan and everybody around you, especially the talking heads like me, this is going to be a very tight race all year long, so you don't get any nights off. Sorry. Um, as much as you want to, might let your mind wonder during the dog days of the NBA. which are coming up in January? You don't get that luxury if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I, the thing that sort of the thing that sort of worries me about the West for everybody, save for Golden State, because the one thing that Golden State is gonna have is when they get everybody back healthy, they're just gonna be the most talented team in the NBA. And, and a lot of times in a seven game series, the most talented team just flat out wins. It just, it's just the way that it works out. So I don't worry about Golden State as much. Everybody else in the West, because you are going to have a dogfight on your hands, all 82 for the, rest, for the rest of the season, and then going into the playoffs, playing the seven game series. And if you're good enough to get past Golden State, if for some reason you, you are able to catch them, where... This is that one rare time where talent doesn't win out or you just flat-out outwork them. How drained are you going to be when you go up against Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston? You go up against one of those teams in the playoffs, uh, that can spill bad news for the West because by that time, you could be exhausted. And I would think that in the East, that at least a couple of those teams aren't going to have to work Near as hard as as anybody in the west, anybody in the west is at this particular moment. Um, and look, the Pacers right now sitting four games back. I'm still not buying into them. Detroit could be good, but honestly, it's going to come down to those three teams. And big win for the Bucks last night. We'll get to that in segment number three. Uh, but tonight, you know, it's an extremely important game for Oklahoma City. It's a chance for them to get. For them to get their kind of their, their feeling back about themselves and, and get some of that defensive tenacity back, uh, you took a couple of nights off and showed up in spots. Well, now it's time for you to go out and play a full 48, and you don't have the luxury of playing anything less than 48 minutes tonight. Everybody's got to be good if you're going to take down the Utah Jazz, even though they're not what, the, what they have been. And also, the fact that Kyle Corver's coming off the bench scares me a lot tonight because we've seen the Thunder not defend the three as well these last couple of games. Now, you want to feel good. You don't want to feel so anxious about this game. I'm going to tell you this. Thunder 17-2 and two at the peak versus the Jazz. 17-2. and two. Um, And uh, both of these teams are, uh, first of all, Utah's playing the second of a back-to-back tonight. They're coming off a loss to the Spurs. The Thunder had a day to at least rest and get over that loss to the Chicago Bulls and, and fly back to Oklahoma City but uh tonight certainly a heck of a matchup and I'm well I can't wait to get out to the peak this one's going to be exciting and I finally get to see the boss David Locke so I get that uh, I get that uh mid-season evaluation which I'm always scared of but uh get the chance to catch up with him and if you're a Utah fan uh listening to this today I kind of want to know how you're feeling about your team um, who is not who is underachieved so far this year? I mean, you're just kind of looking at it as an early season slump, and they'll break out of it. And you're just kind of waiting for everybody else in the West to fall back to the pack. Or are you genuinely genuinely concerned that teams like Dallas, Memphis, and and Portland, and the Lakers right now, who are number who are number five, all be able to just kind of hang in there and get those? Get those last few playoff spots. I would love to hear from Jazz fans tonight. So an important game for them as well, especially since they lost to uh, San Antonio on Sunday night. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, Spider Mitchell and Russell Westbrook on the same court again. Are there any other duos you would like to watch go head-to-head? Are there any two more exciting than these guys? I'll tell you why not coming up next. We got another episode of Locked On Sooners out now, and you can get that at LockedOnPodcast.com at Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Alexa. Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder, both part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And if you like what you hear from Locked On Thunder, then, hey, do me a favor. Subscribe via Apple iTunes and rate us five stars if you think we're worth it. That's the Locked On Thunder Podcast and the Locked On Sooners Podcast, both part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, real quick, I want to delve into the fact that uh, Andre Robertson suffering a sit back and, and out for six weeks from what we last heard, out at least another six weeks. And you saw in these last couple of nights the value of Andre Robertson needing to be there when the Thunder defense breaks down, and it's just not playing as well. And if there was any positive to come out of the way Oklahoma City played against the Nets. Now, granted, they still won, and there's that great, just that great fourth quarter by Paul George that we'll talk about forever as Oklahoma City Thunder fans. But the fact that you even needed that against the Nets is annoying. And the fact that you played so bad against the Nets should have woken you up for a Bulls team that had lost seven straight and damn near had a mutiny in Boylan's first week on the job. And somehow they found it within themselves to. To, to come out and beat you, and a lot of it is is you just let them do it. So tonight, very important game for the Thunder to, to get to get themselves back. But Andre Robertson has to fe- be feeling good about himself. Not that he ever wants to see his team lose, but if there was ever any question about, and I did raise this, if there was ever any question about Andre Robertson's worth to this team from the organization, you don't have to look past those those last couple of nights to make yourself rethink whether or not he would be a guy worth dealing in the offseason if he showed that he was healthy especially since he's going to have an expiring contract it, it might make him very attractive to some team play that way the last couple of nights you're like okay well i mean they're good but they're not great and they're not consistent enough and you can't afford to be losing to teams that are sub 500 especially one who's the worst team in the league okay well andre you get to stay around and for andre you're like yes i'm back in the mix is for the rest of the team man eh, maybe not so much You get Spider Mitchell and Russell Westbrook on the court tonight, Um, and I know they're they're not exactly the same position. I mean, you've got Ricky Rubio, who was the starting point guard for the Utah Jazz tonight, and Mitchell is technically a shooting guard, but they're both very athletic guards. And oh, let's add to the mix some guy by the name of Dennis Schroeder, who happens to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, I don't know, this other guy, Dante Exum, whom, whom I like. But I just remember how we all fell in love with Donovan Mitchell after the way that he played against Oklahoma City in the first round of the playoffs. And I think for Russ, this is one of the few times where I honestly, when I look at Russ, I know the game recognizes game. And, and there's a lot of respect on Russ's part for Donovan Mitchell. Maybe not so much Ricky Rubio. I, As a matter of fact, I don't know of anybody on the Oklahoma City Thunder, really respects Ricky Rubio. Um, he has shown flashes of brilliance, and he's done some things to to really hurt Oklahoma City. But there's a disdain there for Ricky Rubio, not so much Donovan Mitchell. And what I'm looking forward to tonight is to just see how quickly Donovan Mitchell can get going against the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's one of the. Not only am I wa- wanting to see Steven Adams and how he plays against Gobert. But get Donovan Mitchell going. Get him going early. And then you're going to have this game of one-upsmanship with Dennis Schroeder, with Russell Westbrook, that becomes extremely fun to watch. And that's what separates the NBA from a lot of other sports, is that generally with the NBA, one, just because of its sheer size, there is usually one or two players on every team that... You want to watch. Um, no matter how no matter how bad a particular team is, there are several guys you want to watch. The Brooklyn Nets, yeah. I want to watch Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, that guy, that guy made some incredible plays against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Dallas, Dallas Mavericks, yeah. Let's let's go see let's go see the new guy. Um, Phoenix Suns, you want to see Devin Booker. Um, what else? We get the Sacramento Kings for me. Um, it's Buddy Healed. A lot of I love watching Buddy Hill play, and he usually has really good games against the Oklahoma City Thunder, but the Aaron Fox is a good guy to watch. I mean, I could go on and on, and that's why the NBA is great. Uh, no matter how bad a team is, there's usually one spectacular player that can come and perform night in, night out, give your team a scare, and make you feel like that hard-earned money that you spent was well worth the time. Mitchell's going to do that tonight. I have no doubt that Mitchell will be on tonight. The Gobert will be on tonight. And what you get out of Oklahoma City and Utah is this budding rivalry. It should be a rivalry. And it's a better rivalry now. Well, okay, I'm going to say this. It would have been a better rivalry had Ennis Canner still been in the mix because of all his hatred, for lack of a better word, towards Utah and all the animosity that he had towards the organization where he felt like he got rooked and Oklahoma City welcomed him with open arms, and the players certainly had his back. But without him, there has been, not having that dynamic there, you've still seen this level of intensity rise between these two teams. And last year went a long way to build what could be a fun rivalry because of Utah knocking Oklahoma City out of the playoffs and the Thunder feeling like they're the better team than Oklahoma City. And most Oklahoma City Thunder fans feel like Oklahoma City is a better team, and so far this year, Utah fans can't argue against that. As much as maybe they wanted to at the beginning of the year, and looked at the record, you cannot argue that Oklahoma City right now is a better team, but the Thunder still have yet to prove it because they haven't played head-to-head. Tonight should be intense. Tonight is going to have a playoff-type atmosphere around it, and... To do that in early December, this is when I crack up at everyone. Oh, it's just one of 82. No, this isn't one of 82. This is message sending time for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And um, I'm expecting a pretty high scoring uh, fun. I'm expecting a few tense moments. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Ricky Rubio was somewhat targeted in this game, and I wouldn't be surprised if Steven Adams and Rudy Gobert go at it a couple of times, but get out to the peak early, get your popcorn ready, and if you're a Jazz fan, I want to know what you think about what's going down tonight. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We will wrap things up today, and uh, we'll talk about some of the other news around the NBA as Trevor Ariza hit it even further west. That's next.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you for joining me this afternoon as uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder get ready to play the Utah Jazz. Remember, you can get all the episodes of Locked On Thunder at LockedOnThunder.com. Plus, video and audio from players and coaches. It's the Locked On Thunder. Well, it's the Locked On Thunder podcast at LockedOnThunder.com, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. So, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz play tonight. I think we've mentioned that more than a few times today, but some news that you might be on the lookout for in the NBA is one there is a hot rumor that uh, Trevor Ariza could end up with the Los Angeles Lakers and I'm um, that's where I'm still I guess I'm still scratching my head over the whole Trevor Ariza signing with um, signing with the Suns to begin with I know it's one year 15 million dollars I'm also scratching my head over the fact that the Rockets couldn't figure out a way to make it work with this guy and, and have found themselves in such a crummy position if you're the Rockets, you cannot let this happen. You absolutely can't let Trevor Ariza go out to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, you've got to, you've got to figure out a way. you got to figure out a way to get him. And supposedly, um, they're trying to reach a grill for Contavious Caldwell Pope um, to go to Phoenix, and then Trevor would end up with the Lakers. But I am just shocked. I mean. I think what surprises me more than anything this year is just that we have long said, there's a lot of people, myself included, that got sucked into this idea that Daryl Morey was easily the best GM in the NBA. And you let your team fall apart. You brought in Carmelo Anthony. Your team's upset about the way that he's been treated. A lot of people on the Rockets not really happy with the way the the whole Carmelo Anthony thing worked out. Rockets certainly in danger of falling apart. And without a doubt, that's the most disappointing team in the NBA that this season is the is the Houston Rockets. And I don't, I've been on that, I've made that stance that I think the Rockets get back to being themselves this year. But you let Trevor Reese go to the Lakers, I say just go ahead and shovel some dirt on those cats. Just get them, they're done. And they may make the playoffs, but ultimately they pose absolutely no threat to anybody worth their salt. And I'd give a lot of credit to the Lakers for figuring, for making that move and, and continuing add to, to add to what LeBron James has around him. Uh, other news from the from the NBA I want to get to. Uh, tonight is also the last time we'll see LeBron James and D. Wade on the court together, unless somehow Dwayne Wade ends up with the Los Angeles Lakers before the end of the season. But, um yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks. I mean, it's it's an end of an era and I've always respected Dwayne Wade's game. And I liked it when him and LeBron James played with the Miami Heat. That was a long time before Kevin Durant ended up going to the Golden State Warriors. But I was all right with that super team. I was all right with the fact that they were willing to embrace and play the bad guy role even though it didn't really necessarily suit LeBron all that much. Eventually things worked out for them and I think they won won a few championships, but that's a good tight bond and they've they've brought a lot of great memories, but um yeah, man, I'm just I mean as much as the sport has got to progress, it sucks to see a guy like Dwayne Wade be on his way out of the sport and also it just Ultimately uh, makes me feel older and a big win for the Bucks last night. Still two and a half back at Toronto in the East. We have to start talking about this team. Yes, Mr. St. Clair, the beer is being raised to you now, but we have to start talking about this team as a serious NBA championship contender right now. And if there's anybody from the East that I think would give Golden State fits over a seven game series the Bucs are it. I think the I think the Bucks could really jack with Golden State. I don't think they win a seven game series against them, but I think they certainly present a lot of problems that Steve Kerr doesn't want to deal with, and neither does that team. And as far as Golden State goes, Oklahoma City is just a half game back now of Golden State. And I, yeah, we've got two games that we're we're kind of hyper-focused on here from Oklahoma City, but overall, big picture is really, really good right now, and I just wonder, I know where where we think the team is, and I know that all of us believe that there needs to be an extra shooter coming off the bench. The bigger question is, is how close does Sam Presti and Billy Donovan believe this team is to winning a championship? and just what moves can be made at the trade deadline to finally put them over the top and how much that is being discussed. Because there, are, there has to be, in order for you to make moves, you better be feeling that you're close. And I'm not a big proponent of making moves. Like if you've had that discussion where you have said, okay, I think we're good, but we're probably, even with a couple of moves here and there, we're probably still not going to be good enough to, win, to beat Golden State. If you feel that way and you're an organization, I'm fine with that. Just don't go out and make stupid moves to just tell the fans, okay, well, we think we're good enough to compete when really you don't think you are. And give up something that that you're banking on. If you believe you're a year or two away and you've got to develop and and, and it's just going to take a little bit more time, hey, that's no problem with me as long as you're continuing to do what's in the best interest of the organization. And, and that's the last thing I want to see Sam Presti and, and Billy Donovan do is make a move Because they had false hope and they felt like they had to do something PR-wise versus ultimately do what's best for the team. Right now, I would say Oklahoma City's not going to beat a healthy Golden State in a seven-game series. And I don't know that there is a move that they can make to do that. But I also believe that if there's any team in the West that could do it, it would be the Thunder. I'm just not convinced that beating a healthy Golden State is is really going to happen for anybody in the West. But I'm not Sam Presti, and I'm not Billy Donovan, and they may feel something completely different. That wraps up today's Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. saying thank you so much for joining us. We will be back tomorrow to uh, break down what happened, uh, hey, tonight against the Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And until tomorrow, we'll also have some uh, audio from both players and coaches tomorrow. And until tomorrow... May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up.
1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.